You are listening to episode 36 of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Welcome to the Peaceful Mind Podcast, a place for creating the peace of mind you need to be the best mom you are created by God to be. If you want to bring more balance, more joy, and more peace to your motherhood, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach and Catholic Mom, Danielle Tienel. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let's get started. Hi everyone. Today we're going to explore how to generate confidence in you. Feeling confident, and more specifically, having self-confidence is really important. And why is this? Why does it matter? It matters because confidence helps us feel ready for life's experiences. It allows us to show up fully in the way we want to show up for this life. For this life of ours and go after what it is we truly want to create as an experience for ourselves. When we're confident, we're more likely to move forward. And moving forward with life, with people, and with opportunities instead of not backing away from them. And if things don't work out at first, being confident in our abilities will help us try again. Which is the opposite of what happens when we lack confidence or when it is low. So even if you're someone who saw the title of this episode and thought, I don't need to know how to generate it, I'm already confident. I urge you to continue listening because there's a difference between feeling confident and having self-confidence. And it's not at all about getting to a place of arrogance, which actually comes from a place of creating false self-confidence. Instead, it's a helpful, serving, useful way to experience life. And we really want to be able to create or generate confidence in ourselves so that, and here's the important part, so that you grow your ability to trust yourself. And when you grow the ability to trust yourself, you will have developed a knowing, a deep knowing that you can experience an emotion, especially negative ones, including failure. Because that's always the reason we don't do something that we actually want to do. It's only because of the negative feeling we think we will have to feel when we do it. Crazy, huh? It's just a feeling, which of course won't kill you, but we do want to learn how to step into it. We want to learn how to do the thing anyway, despite negative emotion. So you can come out on the other side, having experienced or accomplished something great. So hearing that self-confidence is being secure in yourself and your abilities, I ask you today, do you have self-confidence? Are you able to trust yourself knowing you will do what you've said you will do? Do you make plans and follow through? When you create confidence in yourself, you will take care of yourself. You will be taking steps, taking actions, actions that are responsible and useful for your life. And you'll do it all, even when you don't feel like it. When you haven't generated self-confidence, you will tend to always feel insecure, worried, and be full of self-doubt. So step one, 
would be to become the person who is consistently following through on your word to yourself. In other words, decide you want something, plan what you're going to do, and then follow through on it. Then you just keep repeating with commitment. So yes, the first step in generating confidence in yourself is commitment. Your brain will always come up with great reasons as to why now is not a good time to take the action. I can always find a justifiable excuse. But if you're committed, being the person who follows through on what they planned, you can become prepared for this. Because the worst thing that can ever happen is an emotion. So when someone lacks self-confidence, it's only because they allow themselves to picture what it might feel like to do the thing you want to do. And when you're thinking about it, you imagine the emotions that you will feel and that they will be uncomfortable because you would have to feel things like vulnerability, embarrassment, fear. You imagine that it'll be scary and nerve wracking and hard and insurmountable. However, you can't just sit around and wait for the confidence to show up before you follow through on your commitments. It doesn't work that way. It comes after. So then you next have to move to step two in generating confidence in yourself, and that is to take courage. Because the answer to procrastination, which is when you're not doing the thing you want to do, is courage, Encourage, courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. So again, you see that the only reason why you wouldn't do something is because you would feel, be feel frightened. Therefore, courage is an essential feeling to have, to give you strength when you are stepping towards, not away from facing a negative emotion. Now, having courage doesn't mean you won't have to feel fear. But having courage means that even though you feel fear, you still will take the action anyway. So where in your life, moms, do you have a change you want to make, a dream to go after, a desire in your heart to experience something? But when you think about doing it or taking the steps or making the change, it shows you back how hard it'll be. And how many terrible feelings you might have to go through. Or you're not even sure what the outcome will be. And then maybe if you tell someone about it, they might tell you that it's dumb or not worth it or not necessary. I can think of an example from years ago for myself. I watched my best friend run marathon after marathon. Well, I didn't actually watch her, but... We talked a lot and she would tell me all about it and hearing her talk about it, everything from why she ran it, how she trained, who she was running with, the traveling that she was doing, going from city to city, how her family was cheering her on and how strong it made her feel and the exhilaration of crossing the finish line. It had me thinking how awesome that would be to feel that way too. But I had zero self-confidence in myself that I would be able to do something like that. I'd never been a runner. And when I had kind of tried it before, it never lasted very long. 
it always felt more like pain, painful than bringing me any kind of joy. I had lots of thoughts that it wasn't necessary. It would be super hard. I don't have the time. I'm not built to be a runner. And I just imagined the sore muscles and how I had other ways to exercise and that this would just take up a lot of time when I needed to train and then I'd be alone in the endeavor. Just all sorts of thoughts that were opposite of helping me get to the end result that she had decided on and I kind of deep down really wanted to experience too. So when I got honest with myself and admitted that I wanted to prove to myself that I indeed could do it, I started to turn my mind towards all that I would need to do to start showing up for myself, how I could do it. The more I talked with my best friend and then also mentioned it to my husband, and then he came on like, I'll do it with you. Then I started to have more thoughts of maybe I could do it. Maybe it would be fun, though it would be hard. And how cool would that be to be able to say I ran a marathon? Well, in this case, it was a half marathon, but still for a non-runner, that would be amazing to me. So at this point, I wasn't confident in myself, but I was able to generate the self-confidence in myself by taking the first step of committing to actually running one. So we picked the race, which therefore we knew the date and the time. And then my best friend gave me a training schedule. So I knew when I had to commit to running and for what certain length of time. And also in that commitment, I had to take the second step when generating confidence in yourself, which is to answer my desire to not do it, which is AKA procrastination. I had to answer my desire to procrastinate with courage. I needed to take courage with me along the journey. So each day that I showed up, whether it was a three-mile training or a six-mile day, I followed through on the plan. And each day I completed one of the individual tasks that I had committed to. And it wasn't always easy, and it was definitely uncomfortable. And I needed to show up, and I brought the feeling of courage along with me. Each time I found strength in the face of the pain, which then took me farther, and it had me going to the third step in generating confidence in yourself, which is capability. When you repeatedly commit to something and show up with courage for it and follow through and do it, no matter what feeling you have when you do it, you will find and develop your capability. You will see that you are in fact capable of doing hard things, scary things, vulnerable things, embarrassing things, fun things, adventurous things, what seemed impossible before things. And then, and only then, you generate self-confidence. Most of us aren't self-confident. Most of us don't trust ourselves. We let our thoughts about ourselves and our capabilities be taken over by self-doubt and fear. So we feel out of control with our feelings and our actions. And with that doubt, we let ourselves down. 
And we do this consistently and it ends up undermining our ability to trust ourselves when all it is, is that we're just afraid of feeling negative emotions. So instead we hide and this leaves us the opposite of confident. It leaves us scared to do anything that has the risk of feeling bad or uncomfortable or causing us to label it as a failure. I talk about this often. And in generating confidence, it is no different. Our brains are programmed to see what's wrong, to always go find the negative. It wants us to avoid pain and to take the easy route. It keeps us in the opposite of confidence. So let's look at why you would want to be someone who is confident in in themselves. Why you would want to have more self-confidence by committing taking courage, and becoming capable. Here's a few reasons why you might want to. Because when you have generated confidence in yourself by repeatedly committing to yourself, committing on your plans, following through with courage, no matter what, other feelings that you would have to feel and prove to yourself that you are capable which in turn builds your confidence, and then you will take that self-confidence and take more risks, you'll talk to more people. You'll set more goals. You'll take more action in your life. You'll build your beliefs around your capability. And you'll believe more of what you're capable of, which will allow you to dream and live into a bigger future. Because failure isn't the worst thing that can happen to you. Rejection isn't. Other people's opinions aren't. It's not true that the less risk you take, the better it is. And it's not even true that some people are just born with confidence, like you have it or you don't. It doesn't matter how you look physically, how much money you have, what your upbringing was. It's about not staying small. It's about being fully alive to live a robust, vibrant, abundant, adventurous, peaceful, exciting life that God created you to live. Now, my best friend ended up running a lot of marathons and I ended up just running that one, that one half marathon. But the experience was amazing. The training was hard. I did want to give up at times. My muscles did hurt. I did question my belief if I could do it or not, but I kept going. I didn't give up. I committed. I brought courage with me each training day. I saw more and more that I was capable. She was there to run it with me. So was my husband. And we had such a great time that weekend. And now that she's no longer with me, no longer on this earth. She's now gone to be with our Lord in heaven. But I am so glad I got over myself. I am so glad glad I got out of my own way and decided to take the risk, to do the hard thing, to step into feeling uncomfortable and generate that confidence in myself because that life experience I cherish in my heart so much. And it's one of the greatest life memories of all for me because I saw the risk and I did it anyway. So right now, if you don't have confidence in yourself, 
nothing has gone wrong. You're not broken. You don't even have to make it a problem for yourself. You are human after all. And how your brain works in the programming that you've given it throughout your life has just brought you to where you are today. That's all. But if you do find that you want to be someone who wants to build their capability to handle anything that comes their way, which is really another way of saying to handle any kind of emotion, especially negative emotion, then you have to train your brain to produce self-confidence. Right now, it doesn't feel natural. Right now, you may be unwilling to feel uncomfortable in order to get what you want, but you have to be willing to experience discomfort consistently in order to generate confidence in yourself, to be self-confident. And if even after listening to this, you doubt what you're capable of, if you're someone who feels pretty confident but wants to build this part of yourself, then I want to leave you with some examples of thoughts you can think that will help you train your brain. I was made for this. I am capable. Failure earns success. The better I learn to handle negative feelings, the more confident I become. My potential is limitless. What others think about me is 100% about them. Fear is no big deal. And the best belief of all, and what I think is the most important one to help you generate confidence in yourself, is the worst thing that can happen is a feeling. So go out there and look at things differently. Pick something right now that you want to do but haven't been doing because you've allowed your mind to stop you. When it shows you how terrible it would feel or what might go wrong or how you might feel if you fail at trying, commit to doing it anyway. Plan for something. Commit to it. Show up. Follow through. Bring courage along with you. Show yourself that you're capable, building your capability muscle. And when you do these things, you will in turn generate confidence in yourself. And as always, if you don't want to go it alone, and want to really invest in training your brain and changing your mindset, unraveling all the thought errors that you've programmed over the years that aren't serving you now, I would love to be your coach and to help you take those steps to creating and living a life that you absolutely love, which is the one that God created you to live. Check the show notes for the link to sign up for a free call with me. You will need to commit to do so and even bring some courage along to the call, but I promise you it'll be worth it. To all you listeners of the podcast, I love you. I thank you for listening and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Are you ready to take everything I teach you here and put it to work for your own life? to really learn how to have peace of mind no matter what is happening around you? If so, I'd love to have you as a client. As your coach, this is where you'll get personal and focused time on your own mind using life coaching tools, concepts, and proven life-transforming wisdom, all through a faith-filled lens. To learn more about how we can work together, come on over to daniellettenel.com. There, you'll see how to sign up for a free coaching consult and learn how to get started. Until next time, peace be with you always.